Missy D. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm -hmm. Here we are again then, episode 20 of the Journal of Missy D 3.0. Welcome to another episode with me, the hostess, with the mostess, Missy D, Akaritu D. <laughs> we are one, one of a kind. And uh, so are you, because all of us in this world, we are all unique. Did you know every single foot in the world is unique? Everybody's foot is unique. Just like every snowflake in the world is unique. Just like I am unique and I love being unique. I really do. And um, I I am, as you can tell, on a bit of a high today uh, because I'm just loving myself. I'm loving life um, and I am on a little bit of cloud nine. Why? Well, because I'm in love. Yeah, finally, finally, I found love. And... Uh, who am I in love with? Well, this person is pretty amazing. This person has changed my life. This person is authentic. This person uh, isn't perfect, but this person is beautiful. And this person loves themselves as much as they love me. And this person doesn't judge, doesn't criticize. And this person doesn't berate themselves or others. And this person likes to take themselves out for a date, sometimes by themselves and sometimes with other people. Who is that person? That person, people, let me introduce you. Drum roll. Is me. I am in love with me. I fell in love with me all over again yesterday. So, well, obviously you're listening to this on Monday, but last Monday I went out, not Tuesday, Tuesday, sorry. I went out on a date with me and I fell in love with me and I fell in love with life once again. You know, I've been on this healing journey for seven-ish years now, hardcore pretty much since uh, last last September when I started all that EFT malarkey. Sorry, malarkey. How dare you, Ritu. Ha ha, Satya Nastira. <laughs> when I started the EFT course. <laughs> uh, and, and, and since September of last year, I came across, as you know now, my life, many practitioners who have become some have fizzled out. They were ninjas and they fizzled out to wherever they fizzled to. A bit like Prosecco when it's got gone flat <laughs> and the bubbles just kind of disappear and the fizz goes out, but it's still lying around. <laughs> and then at one point when it's all fizzed out and flat, you do eventually chuck it down the sink. And that kind of happened with some of the practitioners. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some of the practitioners, as you know, have become lifelong friends. Yeah. And some of them, as you know, I just can't get enough of, as you know, shrinky friend. And some of them are still around and helping me out, which is great. But people, after working with the, what I call shrinkies now, uh, <laughs> who work on the psychological side of things for me, psychotherapy, uh, NLP, EFT, LLLL, <laughs> which is limitless living, 
inner child, all that stuff. I have already told you I am working with a uh, a life body coach. Is that what she calls herself? Oh, no. Body confidence coach. A body confidence coach. And her name is Mina Kumari, right? Mina Kumari, last Tuesday, changed my perspective on life. Mina Kumari changed my life. Mina Kumari is an amazing person. And I'm going to get Mina Kumari on this podcast. Uh, you know the difficulties that I have. I know you're saying, Missy, just do the fucking Zoom. No, because every man and their dog do the Zoom, man. Not many people do it on the podcast, like the audio thing. So I might have to take a drive down to Slough because she lives in Slough. Where's what is Slough? Slough. <laughs> but you call it Slough when you are Indian. <laughs> you do. It's like calling Wolverhampton, Bulberhampton. Not Wolverhampton, Bulberhampton. <laughs> what, what, what are London ones that we can pick on? Uh, barking, barking, barking is barking. Canary uh, Wharf. Canary Wharf is Canary Wharf. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she lives in Slough. Like like Southall, Southall, Southall. <laughs> and uh, uh, Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham. All right, shut up. Anyway, yeah, she, she lives in Slough. I might have to either get her to come to Gwendry, which is Coventry, or I'll go to her. But going back to her as a person, she is a body confidence coach and she started doing this a good few years ago. Right. I'm not going to tell you her whole history uh, because she will tell you that herself. But I started working with her after doing the T-Rose Trunk fashion photo shoot that you know all about. Right. And we clicked. I met her in the car park. She was the first person myself and my mom cast our eyes on. It was Mina Kumari and another person. But that person isn't prominent in my mind. I can't remember who it was with her now. But Mina was the one that popped out. She was this big, massive, like huge personality. And first thing she does is make a comment on my big boom box that I'd taken uh, for Madhu. Because uh, Madhu had asked me to bring in my speaker. I mean, I thought it was a, a, a large kind of uh, hall that we were kind of going to do the shooting, but it's quite a small place. So I was like, oh, shit, this is too big for this place. But anyway, so she was having a laugh about the size of my DJ kit and stuff and um, just a really jolly kind of person. And with a, an, an infectious laugh, she was already laughing with us within two minutes of knowing us. And then it came about that she was the body confidence coach, which Madhu had already told me about. Uh, she said, oh, because she kind of gave me the lowdown of the kind of girls that I was going to meet on this shoot. One was an artist, which was Amrit. Um, and Amrit does other stuff as well. She's an artist. She plays instruments. Uh, she does all sorts of stuff. Um, one was a radio presenter. One was, oh God, a choreographer and dancer. Anyway, you want to hear all about the shoot, go listen to uh, the episode called T-Rose Trunk. Let's not waste time on that because I think sometimes I do waste time babbling. <laughs> but, you know, everyone I speak to, they like the babbles. So I'll just keep the babbles going. Going back to Mina Kamadi, I had a great laugh with her and everything like that. Right at the end of the shoot, we ended up just chatting. Uh, the few of us that were left while uh, poor Madhu was clearing up the room with everyone else as well. It was a mess, honestly. And uh, I was battered, man, because of like my uh, disability and it takes it out of me sometimes. Uh, but we were chatting and chatting and chatting. And then Mina got, in, uh, got a hold of me and as you do via the WhatsApp group, the, the fid forbidden thing not to do. She did. <laughs> I mean, uh, is it forbidden? I don't blood. I don't think it should be. But it sh I mean, it should be actually. No, I take that back. It should be because remember the person that the uh, narcissist that that gaslighted me. She got me from the WhatsApp group. She actually hunted me down from the WhatsApp group from EFT. So, yeah, that is quite bad. <laughs> but then again, I didn't feel bad when Mina kind of went. I was supposed to kind of like fish you out of the WhatsApp group, but I just felt compelled to to uh, to contact you. And I really do think you need some body confidence coaching, not because there's anything wrong with your body, Missy, but I want to help you change your life from 
the conversations that we were having at the end of that shoot, you were berating yourself and berating yourself and putting yourself down and you were not saying very nice things about you. And I want to change that about you because body confidence is not just about uh, me helping you to look good. It's you, me helping you to feel good and to love every part of you in body, mind and soul. Right. And I was like, oh, so I had a consultation with her and I've had, oh God, two or three. I think I think of it two sessions with her I've got one due soon and in two sessions people this woman has changed my life and as you know going back to my shrinks I've had shrink after shrink after shrink after shrink for a whole year these shrinks have not done for me what this woman has done for me in two sessions I'm not I'm not at all discounting anything that the shrinks have done because they have in their own ways made progress with me in different ways and I'm still making progress in all kind of ways in my life yeah so my health is getting better my mind is getting better my ways of living life is getting better how I deal with negative people is getting better how I how I deal with conflict is getting better how I deal with now friendships is getting better how I deal with relationships is getting better. Yeah. But any of my shrinks will tell you, Missy Akaritu has not got much confidence in herself still. She still berates herself. She still kind of puts herself down because that's the kind of person that I am. And I I, I recognize that and it should not happen. But, you know, I'm still working on it. And then along comes Mina Kumari. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole thing of what she does. What did do with, with me, because a lot of it is um, obviously she tailors her program to you as an ind individual. So what she has worked with me, all the work she's done with me, she may not do with another because another person's needs might be different to mine. So it's not a one kind of glove fits all scenario here. She actually has a consultation with you. She listens to what it is you want from her and what you want from life and what you're looking for and then according to that she will tailor make a program for you and give you tasks to do right so with me she has had me <laughs> having conversations uh, about stuff I would never have conversations about and making me say stuff that I would never actually say. Well, she doesn't make me say it. You know, she doesn't like stand there with a hammer and says, I'm going to whop you around the head if you don't say this. But she's she's basically um, breaking barriers with me. Let's say stuff that I've never really addressed or gone down that road because I didn't really think that road was available to me or I even wanted to go down that road. <laughs> so she's opened my eyes in many a different way, right? Let's just leave that there. Let's park that there and then move on to session two. My session two, at the end of that, I had quite a few things to do, but the basics of what I have to do on a daily basis is to look at myself in the mirror for 10 seconds and just look at myself and just, just kind of accept what I'm seeing and think about what I'm seeing and just kind of like... Um, Keep looking. That's all you got to do. Just keep looking at your face three times a day in the mirror and, and, and just think about what you're feeling. What are you seeing? How does it make you feel? Right. So that's what I've been doing. And I've got to be honest, uh, I haven't done it every single day, three times a day because I forget. Um, and then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, shoot, I should have done that. A bit like when you got to take antibiotics three times a day and you just keep forgetting the other two. You forget you get the morning one and the other two, you're like, oh, shit, I'll just take them together kind of thing. But I have tried to. OK, another task she gave me was the power of now. Now? No. M Missy, me, Ritu, me, both both find it very difficult to say no to people. No to my family, no to my friends, no to my practitioners, no to anybody. No, I just can't say no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a very kind, nice person, but sometimes do, to my detriment, even if I should say no, like no, 
I'm not going to do that. No, I haven't got the time to do that. No, I can't unplan my plans for you. No, I just go, uh, OK, yeah, no problem. I'll just uh, adjust my whole life around yours so that yours is um, nice and simple for you and it all works for you. I'm that kind of a person. Yeah. So uh, one of my biggest issues is not having the ability to say no, even after all these shrinks, even my bestest shrinky mate can't get there with me with that one. <laughs> She's up in arms always. She has this icon. <laughs> well, you know the icon, you know the icon when, when the woman slaps her forehead. <laughs> Or a man slaps his forehead, but obviously she's a woman. <laughs> she uses she uses that icon uh, quite a lot with me. She's like, "Are you Missy?" and slap on the forehead, man. Like, what the fuck do I do with you? <laughs> like, we've just done all this work, and you're still not saying no. Say no, Missy. Don't do it, Missy. Just don't do it. In fact, I have to tell you this, right? <laughs> once, once. <laughs> Once something was going on and uh, I just wouldn't say no. But she knew that I was so, so ill and so tired and I was being made to do something. Right. Uh, but I wasn't saying no. And it, and she kept contacting me to say, what are you doing? I was like, I'm doing this. Why are you doing that? I've already told you you shouldn't be doing this. Why haven't you said no? And I was like, I can't say no. I just feel really, really guilt, guilty and really, really bad. And she was like, no, just say no. I was like, yeah, I'll say no. And, but I didn't. <laughs> and I carried on, had carried on. I was so peed off that I, I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing in the illness that I was in at that point. But I didn't say no. <laughs> and then, and then she called me. <laughs> she called me. She was so pissed off. She's like, right, right now when I'm talking to you, Go and sit in the garden and I'm not getting off the phone until you're in the garden. Oh, my God. And she literally sat me down and then someone said, can you come and do this? And she's still on the phone. She goes, I'm not getting off the phone. Say the motherfucker words. No, she didn't say that word motherfucker. I just made it up. But it just sounds better, right? Just say no. And I went, No. And she was like, mum, mum, mum. This my mum was like, Ritu, auntie wants you to help her. And she was like, say no. <laughs> this is my shrinky, you know, the shrinky, shrinky friend. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, can't do it. And oh, my God. Then I had to keep reporting back to her, sending her pictures of myself sitting in the garden. Where are you? I'm in the garden. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> And for that, I feel really, really blessed. You see, there's not many people in life that have people around them that have got the time to help other people around them. People haven't got time for themselves nowadays. Why would they bother trying to change someone else's life? A, because they are so self-involved in their own life. And B, I'm sorry, I have to say most humans, and it's really sad, most humans really actually don't give a shit about other humans. They don't give a shit about another person's life and how that person might need help and how if they gave them a bit of time, they can actually turn that person's life around. But there are people like like Shrinky Friend who will input that time, who will um, genuinely from their heart want to change my life. And I'm not going to go on about it because you you know the drill that you know, you know, it's the same, the, the same shrinky who does the how are you every week. Um, and it's the same shrinky that just last week we had a Zoom call, right? And it was <laughs> referred to as a, do you want to jump on to have a quick Zoom call? And that call, people, started at 9.06 or something like that. It finished 12.01 midnight. We both did not even know where that time went. Now, she is a very, very busy person. But on that occasion, we spoke and spoke and spoke about everything. And it, it was amazing. So I really feel blessed that there's someone like that in my life. And that it's just not her. There's this Mina Kumari, right? This Mina Kumari genuinely from the depths of her heart wants to help others change their life. So 
going back to the tasks, we did the no task. And then the next task uh, I was given by Mina was, and by the way, her name is Mina Kumari, like the actress. It's it's not a made up alias name. It's actually the name she was born with. Um, and then obviously she got married. I think she got married when she was 18. I think she was engaged at 17. It's all on her website, minakumari.com. M-I-N-A-K-U-M-A-R-I.com. Minakumari.com. I highly recommend her. Highly, highly, highly from the depths of my heart. If you want to change your life in all ways but one, not not just because you think you've got a body issue, all in all sorts of ways, she will change your life, honestly. Right, so she got married at 18 and uh, she had a, a, the most romantic, romantic love story and marriage ever possible. And unfortunately, her husband passed away two years ago, right, uh, through illness. And so she has decided to to now help others to change their lives. And she's rebuilt her life and has gone through a lot, a lot of stuff in life that has been nice, not so nice and downright disgraceful uh, because she is now widowed. She has two beautiful daughters and she trained as a body confidence coach. And now her purpose in life is to change people's lives and change in mind she did. So going back to the date. So the next task on my list was, right, what days are you free next week, Missy? I was like, oh, are you coming down to see me? She was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What I'm always busy. Why are you always busy? What are you doing? Are you working? No, I'm not working, but I'm busy. Doing what? Well, just shit around the house, really. Stuff my mum wants me to do. Stuff, uh, the list that my mother wants me to do. Stuff that I do, faffing around, Googling shit for no reason. I mean, I've got a whole cupboard that needs cleaning, but I don't do it. Uh, you know, I should be taking my dog for a walk, but I don't do it. So what do you really do then, Missy? Uh, or Ritu? <laughs> she calls me Ritu, actually. I'm like, I do stuff, but it just kind of my whole days go goes into a mishmash of nothing. Right. So she's like, pick a day. And I was like, OK, Tuesday, possibly Wednesday, because on Monday I have I have another shrink on the Mondays in the interim period anyway she goes right Tuesday then you're going out on a date I'm like excuse me you're providing the groom <laughs> groom <laughs> the bandha <laughs> the man <laughs> she goes no you're providing that person I'm like okay go on and she went you're going out on a date on your own with yourself I'm like Le? are you serious are you serious? <laughs> she goes, yes, I am serious. I do it all the time, Ritu. I go out on my own. I, what other choice do I have? My husband passed away and he was my everything. We did everything together. Everything, everything, everything. She was a big, she, she, no, she is. She was obviously with her husband, a big socialite. Uh, and she still is a big socialite. She, she, she loves going out, smooching and whining and dining and, and networking and uh, cinemas and all that stuff. But again, I'm trying not to tell you as much as I could because I'm going to get you one and you will be blown away with this woman, blown away. Such an infectious personality, such an infectious laugh, infectious smile. And oh my God, she's like 50 something. She's slightly older than me. I'm 53. I think she's 55-ish, 56, something like that. And the woman's skin is radiant. Um, amazing skin, this woman. And it's like kind of, kind of really like shiny, shiny, but nice, nice uh, rosy as well. And oh, my God, it's amazing. I really people have always told me I've got nice skin and nice teeth. But I've always every time I see her, I'm like, Jesus Christ, she's got good skin. Um, and she's one of these ladies also that has embraced her greys. So she's she's got a greys on display. She doesn't dye her hair and she's loving that. She loves her body. She embraces her body and she's so super confident that she I, I'm in awe of her because I want to be like her. And I'm on the way to being there. So going back to the date, I'm like, OK, so I'm going on a date, Mina. Yes, you are. And you are going to pick a place where you would like to go. And you are going to choose your outfit the night before. And you're going to iron it if you need ironing and all that stuff. Get it ready just like you would if you were going on a date with a bloke in the morning and be excited for it. So you're going to get your clothes ready. You're going to decide 
with your partner where you're going to meet. Obviously, you are the partner, so you're going to decide with yourself where you want to go and meet. And you are going to do your makeup. You're going to make yourself feel good and you're going to enjoy yourself. I'm like, wow. And first, I must admit, I was like, oh, my God, is she really making me do this? But as the time went along, I was like, wow, I'm quite excited. And I was excited all the way through. So I got I got up in the morning of the date. I actually ironed my dress. I am, as you know, from social media, not really a dress person. I do wear dresses now and then. But I thought, well, if I was to go out on a date with a bloke, I'd be wearing a dress. Right. So I got my this nice little denim dress I got from Monsoon and um, put that on. Uh, I didn't do the makeup, though. I must admit it, it was a really hot day. And especially, you know, when I wear those glasses, you know, the glasses I've got and the whole world seems to love these glasses of mine with the studs on and they're very focals and they kind of change with the the transition glasses. So they change in the in the light and stuff. So when once I put them on, there's really no need for makeup. And if I do put makeup, it just gets all stuck all over the glasses. And secondly, when it's hot, I, I sweat like a donkey and then my makeup's all over the place and all over my glasses. And it's just a bloody nightmare. I didn't put the makeup on. So I'm sorry, Mina, Gumari, if you're listening, um, but I'm sure you'll forgive me for that. But I did spray myself with some beautiful uh, perfume, uh, as you do when you go on a date and stuff, and left the house at 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so I left the house and I was kind of fine. Um, I noticed I didn't play any music because I thought normally when I'm in the car on my own, I like to pump some music and get into the groove. But I was actually feeling a little bit nervous. You know, we're like you're going to go on a blind date or something or your first date with someone. And you've got a million things in your head. What will they think when they see me? Will they judge me? Will they be thinking, oh, fuck, what have I done? Although I, was, I wasn't meeting anyone, but it still felt really weird because for me, I was like, oh, fuck. I have never, never, I've never, I have never eaten out on my own. Uh, I'm, I've got a sister in America. Uh, my cousin Ram, he lives on his own. So my sister in America lives on her, her, her own. And them two always are out on their own, doing loads of stuff on their own. And their big, biggest complaint sometimes is it'll be nice to do something with someone, you know, and go out. And, and But I, I'm always out with someone. I never go out on my own. So it was the first time ever that I did that. So I rocked up in Stonely. And there's a beautiful farmhouse uh, where they've got those farmhouse type posh shops and stuff, you know, where you get all the foo-foo kind of uh, food and stuff you can buy, like when you can buy butter for £7.50 and a tray of undeer for £8.50 <laughs> and some foo-foo juice, cheese for like one slice costs £3.50, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, everything's freshly, organically sourced, all that stuff. And I've, I've been to this farm shop quite a few times. So I thought, right, it's an outdoor place. Nice day. Let's just go there. So uh, as soon as I ran, got got there, I walked in on my own and that's when my heart started to go a little bit boom, boom, boom. Uh, wasn't anxiety, but it was like, oh shit, my heart's racing. So I, I breathed, calmed, you know, breathed, calmed myself down. I was doing that while I was, while I was walking and then I, I already ran and then I started to run into problems because you it wasn't table service. In normality, if you've got two or three people, you, you'll get the other two to go and find a table and sit on it. And then you go and order the food and then you're always shouting out, what's your table number? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, table number 20. <laughs> they shout back. But there's no one to shout to. And I mean, how was I supposed to tell them what table I had? Because if I ordered my food at the counter, I couldn't give them the table number just in case somebody sat at that table that I wanted. So then I thought, what should I do? So I luckily had Mina Kamadi has some beautiful cards, right? That I had to study. And like, I've got one in my window right now. They're cards that give you like a beautiful saying a day. An affirmation. It's not an affirmation. It's like a saying. Um, And this one I've got on my windowsill today says, I love and approve of myself unapologetically. And it's on a little stand. So the idea with her cards is you pull one out every day, put it on the stand and just put it up and just look at it whenever you can and give yourself a bit of a boost. Uh, So I love and approve of myself unapologetically. Awesome. Awesome. 
So I put the cards down and I took a writing pad with me as well. So then I had to go to the table, pick one, put that there, hoping nobody will steal it. Then I went and ordered my food and uh, asked the woman, can you bring my tea with my breakfast? So I'd ordered a, a, a full English, but a, a small one. My appetite nowadays is is weird. It's kind of got smaller. Anyway, so uh, the woman comes along within 30 seconds, brings me my tea. And I was like, I asked them to bring the tea with my breakfast. And it was like a young, brand new kind of girlish kind of girl. <laughs> and she was, like, oh, 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 do you want to take it back then? And I was like, no, in my head, I was like, no, because you are going to take it back and give me that same old cold tea when my breakfast comes. <laughs> I'm a massive complainer. I think I've told you this before. I will complain about everything, whether it's a food, food high end restaurant or it is McDonald's or it's like a sandwich at Tesco's. If it's shit, I will complain. Simple as. But I was breathing. I was like, no, this is my first date on my own. I'm not going to create a scene. So I was like, no, it's OK. I'll have it now. So I started sipping my tea and I knew by the time I got my breakfast, it would have been cold and it was cold, but I still didn't complain. <laughs> And then the breakfast came and I was sat on this table and you know, sometimes when you sit outside, the tables wobble, this bastard table kept wobbling left to right, left to right. And even shoved some stuff under the table. I, I kind of got it kind of stable-ish, really was do my head in. Um, but the breakfast came and I started eating it and I swear to God, it was the worst breakfast I have ever had in my entire life. I have been to this farmhouse a few times before and the food's been amazing. Um, but the sausage, right? It was like it'd been lying there for four hours. It was so tough. I couldn't even cut it. I tried cutting it and the table was wobbling. And while the table table was wobbling, all the tea spilt out of my teacup, all the water spilt out of my glass. All the napkins had now got wet. Whilst I was trying to cut my fucking sausage, I'd already put the ketchup on my beans. Yes, I do put ketchup on my beans and some Encona. I do. <laughs> I then started getting attacked by wasps, not just me, but everyone around outside. And because I'd got ketchup and ketchup sachets, the bastard bees were attacking that ketchup. Fucking hell, man, seriously. And the bacon, I mean, it would have broken my tooth if I tried eating it. Stone cold and hard. And now in my head, I'm like, oh, God, this has been really spoiled. My first date with shit food. And you know me, I'm the biggest foodie on the whole planet. If I've got shit food, then I'm going to have a shit mood. Shit food equals shit mood. <laughs> but, but it was my first date. So I thought, fuck it. I'm not going to fucking complain. Just kind of left it a little bit. I kind of smooched around with the egg. That was a bit shit as well because that wasn't even properly cooked. So kind of rummaged it around. I was like, forget that. Just leave it. Anyway, in the end, because of the bees, I, I went inside and sat inside by the window, which was a bit more comfortable, really. <laughs> so then... I sat then, opened up Mina's cards and started uh, reading the cards. I studied each and every one of them, uh, which was amazing. And then I took a writing pad with me. And for the first time in the last five years, I finally started writing the children's book I've been trying to write for many, many years. I've got um, plans to write all sorts of books, but this one has always been close to my heart and I've always wanted to write it and my cousin Opie you know the one who did the podcast she was on the phone a couple of weeks ago and I've been telling her and stuff about the writing she goes cuz you know when you start writing you must write it with your hand that's a real bad American accent but she's like cuz uh, please 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 uh, don't type your um, book into onto the computer and stuff don't worry about the formatting and all that stuff like that you can transfer it later on but please, she goes, there's something about handwriting something, how your brain engages with your hand. And it, it's a whole new ball game. She goes, it's a bit like when you're back in school. So kind of imagine yourself at school and you're writing. I even tried finding pencils, actually, to write with. But in the end, I ended up with a pen uh, and my hand started hurting. Oh, my God, because we're not used to writing now anymore. We used to write all the time as kids. Well, people my age, not people like young people, because... I don't even think, well, I guess they do write, don't they? But there are schools where, uh, there's one in Coventry, actually, where they do everything on an Apple Mac. They don't write. They just do everything on the computer. They submit their homework on the laptops, on the computers, everything, draw on the computers, all that kind of business. They use their fingers as a pencil, you know? So 
uh, you know, writing will be probably become extinct, uh, extinct in one way or the other, I guess, in years to come. But yeah, I, I started writing the book. And this is only because of Mina Kamadi. Only because I had headspace for once in my life. I left my house and left it all behind and did not feel guilty about being on my own. I sat there and I breathed. And once I'd gone inside, there was a beautiful window and I was just looking at the beautiful piercing blue sky and the clouds. And the clouds were just like moving very, very, very slowly to my right. And I was just watching the cloud formations, just watching the sky. I thought, what the, what, what have you been doing? Why have you not been coming out? Like, why are you, why have you been sitting in your house, like going round in like a rabbit hole for all those years? And why did you think you needed someone to take you out? You can do this by yourself, you Fulio. <laughs> uh, and then I ended, and then I ended up going, no, no, not Fulio. You amazing woman, you. I'm so proud. Whoa. Of you. Why would I get upset saying this? What? Oh, I swear to God, I'm just like a, a crying machine. But yeah, I was so proud of me for taking that step. Um, and I just kept thinking, why didn't I do this earlier? And it's all down to Mina Gamadi because she pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I wrote a, a page and a half on A4 pad of the beginning of my story. I journaled how I felt on my first date because she'd asked me to. And it felt amazing. <laughs> and the best part is my other friend. <laughs> I'm not going to name her today, actually. I won't name her. <laughs> but we talk often and she sent me this voice note. <laughs> and it was absolutely so funny, so hilarious. It was so funny <laughs> uh, uh, that it had me in, st- I was in tears. I literally, I couldn't stop myself from laughing out loud. I know I was in the middle of writing this book, but I'm an instant uh, WhatsApp messenger, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I've, t- I've said this to you before. If someone messages me, I will straight away read it, open it, reply. Whether it's a voice note, a text message, a WhatsApp message, an email, a uh, 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 um, a Facebook messenger thing, an Instagram message. I just do. I don't know why. It's. I don't. Maybe there's some psychological reason behind it. I don't know. But I always reply. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> she'd sent me this like I don't know. It's three four minute message, <laughs> and it was so funny <laughs> that I was. T- <laughs> they literally were tears streaming down my eyes. And there's people sitting around me, a lot of old biddies, actually, quite a few couples. And I was on my own on this table, cards everywhere, writing pads, cup of tea (laughs) and crying with laughter. And then the women around me, they started laughing. It's like, is it funny? I was like, you have no idea. No idea. Oh, my God. It was great. So I was sitting there laughing at myself on this date. Like I've never laughed before on any date. When I used to date, right? Not that I've had, I've only had a few and far between dates, but when I've dated people in the past, I've always said, or even prospective, prospective part, prospective husbands, you know, the whole kind of introduction things. I've had quite a few of those in my day, honestly, in in my early (laughs) twenties. And I'd come back saying, no, not marrying him. Uh, Because my biggest ask was this, all I want is someone to make me laugh. And none of the, those guys could make me laugh. I always I always ended up entertaining them and making them laugh. I had never found a man to make me genuinely laugh. Like, you know, how, how's that acronym go? Laugh my, L-M-A-O, laugh my, laugh my ass off. I have never found a bloke who can make me laugh my ass off. Honestly, I haven't. But there I was, in stitches, crying with laughter on my first date with this message. In fact, I had to star the message because I think anytime I ever want to, 
I ever want to make myself laugh, <laughs> I have to go back to that message. So thank you to the person that, <laughs> that sent me that. Even just now thinking about the message, this is how I was laughing on my date. I, said, I swear to God, it was the best date ever. Best, best, best date ever. And that was my day, my first date. So today you're listening to me. Uh, it's Mondays, isn't it? I'll be going on my second date tomorrow. Uh, I'm toying with the idea of going to Stratford-upon-Avon, depending on weather, really. So um, I might do that. Might watch some theatre at the RSC. Um, I don't know, darlings. I was I was contemplating having an afternoon tea. I do like an afternoon tea. I really do. So I might just do that. I don't know. Well, let's just stick to this date first. Yeah, let me just tell you what I did. So there. And then I... I I was around in that, that farmhouse cafe for around two, two and a half hours. Then I drove to Jefferson Park in, in Leamington Spa. And I went to the park and I just sat on the bench because it's so sunny, so sunny. And just watching, people watching. I haven't people watched ever. So people watched. And as it was people watching, there's a theatre just down the road from there. And the Panto people came out for Christmas. I always go to uh, Panto for Christmas at the actual theatre. And they must have had rehearsals or something. And they're having some kind of a photo shoot. So I had all these massive Panto people walk past me. It was bizarre. (laughs) And then human nature, right? You know, we're all kind of sheep and we all follow. And we always want what everyone else wants. So there was a shop in the corner of my eye. And what were, what was everyone doing? They were buying these beautiful ice creams. Like those, you know, there's lovely waffly cones and double scoops and stuff. And I was like, oh, don't look, don't look. Because I'm, I'm a bit lactosey, lactose intolerant tea. If I have ice cream or a milkshake, it will give me dodgy stomach. But I can tolerate it sometimes. And then I don't mind it because I'll endure it. But I don't have it so much. I mean, if I had an ice cream a day, then that'd be too much, you know. But what did what did Vitu do? She went, uh, I want an ice cream. But there wasn't no one to hold her bench space because when you're out with mates or your mom or whatever, someone holds the space for you. So it was a case of if I go to the ice cream shop, I'm going to lose my bench space. But it was fine. I went to get my ice cream and then I went to another bench. And this is what happened, right? I could clearly see there was a, a a woman coming from the other side and she was like a um like a bullet trying to get to this bench. And I thought, well, screw you. I'm going to get to the bench first. She got there literally one millisecond before me and parked her ass on the corner. And I very politely said, is it OK if I sit on this end? Smiled at her. And she's mumbled something about my husband's coming or something. And I was like, oh, I don't mind if he sits here. And she just kind of huffed off. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> fucking rude beep (laughs) she was so rude but it was my date number one and I wasn't going to spoil it I just smiled because Mina was like smile make sure you smile all the way through just like you would smile to your date smile and approve of yourself and love yourself unapologetically and so I did so I had my ice cream it was delicious I really wanted a banana ice cream they didn't have any Uh, I had chocolate they did have chocolate chip mint choc chip and I was going to get that with strawberry. Then I was very indecisive. Then I got the chocolate. Then I wanted double scoop. But I thought, mate, you're going to kill your stomach. So I had one one scoop and I was satisfied with that. And then I decided to walk around the park without my oxygen. And I did that. I did get huffy puffy. And thank God there's there's there were, there's benches every few yards. And what I really kind of loved was walking through and just really observing everything around me. There were so many butterflies. There were these beautiful, big, huge formation trees. They're just beautiful formations of trees. And they were so nice. And just the mix and match of the blue sky with the clouds, the trees, the people, the buzz of people and children kind of just running around. And noticed quite a few benches, uh, lovers just you know, one sitting up, the other one laying down on their knee, with their head on the other lover's knee, uh, knee, yeah, knees. So, you know, like one was sitting in a corner sitting and the other person would be lying and their head would be in their laps. And I was like, oh my God, I would love to do that. I'd love to find someone to just like lie in their laps and they're stroking my hair. I was like, well, maybe 
maybe date Chiritu. <laughs> but how am I going to do that to myself? <laughs> but I'm sure Mina Gamari will show me a way to do that. huh? So, yeah, it was lovely to see loads of lovers just kind of lying over on top of each other. Not in that way, but in a nice way, because there's quite a few on the grass as well, where one was just lying one way and one was lying the other way. So the one was lying that way and the other one had had the head on their, their, their stomach. And I was like, oh, gosh, just so nice to be doing nothing and just lying there. I mean, at one point I thought, maybe if I asked them, do you mind if I join you? Can I lie in your stomach as well? <laughs> I was like, OK, Missy, don't get too much on date one. Maybe date two. Maybe date three can do the threesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so every few steps I was just observing, absorbing, feeling and and appreciating and also loving spending time with me, loving the fact that I also had the freedom to be with me. Nobody was telling me what to do, how to do it, where to go what they wanted to do, how they wanted me to do it. Because often when you go with friends or even with a date, you know, they'll suggest this or, you know, shall we go here? Shall we have a, another cup of coffee? Shall we go to the pub? I did contemplate going to the pub, by the way, because there was a lovely pub just there. I really liked that pub. But I was like, no, it's Tuesday. I'm not going to drink. Um, not because I don't drink on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's just that, like, I try not to drink Monday to Thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I do. I I put my hands up, I do. I don't not to get obliterated, I just do. It's just my kind of my drinking days. So I thought, oh, there's no need to have a glass of rose. It was a lovely day, but then the pub I know doesn't have an outdoor area. If they had an outdoor area, I would have kind of sat there and had a, a nice glass of uh, rose outside. It wasn't sunny enough by that point and yeah, no outdoor area and stuff. So, yeah, so basically it was nice to call the shots, to be with me and to enjoy me and enjoy my mind, enjoy my heart, enjoy the surroundings, enjoy the love that was there. There's so many people that were in love and um, just lots of, you know, passion and and which made me want to kind of want that as well. And I was like, oh, I think I want a bit of that. <laughs> which you know i would never have said this i would never ever 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 have even the guts to even say it to you <laughs> but this is what mina kamari has done to me in two sessions so <laughs> i left there and um and then it kind of became real again then i had to go to wait to rose to get my mum's bog roll you know yeah you, you know the bog roll situation don't you 11 pound 50 for the what was it 24 bog rolls or something she wanted some dod milk and then I wanted to go to Asda to get my Chunky Monkey ice cream. Ben and Jerry's is the only one that I eat and I bloody love it. That's banana with walnuts and chocolate oh, to die for. And also my 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 stomach does die as well. But I eat it. I, I fucking love it. Uh, and then I had to go to one more place. I can't remember or whatever. So I spent about two and a half hours doing chores after. And that although I did that myself as well. And I do that all the time myself. Go Tesco's, go shopping and all that stuff. It was nothing like the date. The date smashed it. I'm gagging for like, well, for me, it's next week as I'm doing this right now. But for you, it'll be tomorrow. Gagging to get back to my date on Tuesday. And then I thought maybe another day I'm going to make it a thing to go out on a social night to meet a person in my life. I often say no to going out because A, because of the illness B, because I'm so used to not going out because of the illness. I just think, fuck it, can't be asked to go because I've got to take my oxygen and da, 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 and I don't feel good because I feel shit, blah, 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 blah. But no, fuck that. I'm going to start going out socially every week, one evening a week. I'm going to have to push myself to come out of my comfort zone. I'm comfortable sitting at home. I'm one of those homely people. I've always been a homely girl um, and I've always and I've been very now used to being ill and not going out and people have also shunned me now they don't kind of involve me in their social circle because they know that missy either doesn't like going out because of the oxygen or maybe i'm not saying they're thinking i'm going to be a hindrance but they're so used to me saying no now they've just stopped asking do you know what i'm saying and i, I did that myself i shot myself in the foot so now my pops which is 
I call him Biardinar Pop. So he was um, my dad's baby sister's husband, my Puaji, and he's my Fufur. So there's different ways of saying it, Pupurji or Fufurji, which is uh, the husband of my dad's sister. And um, he lived in India and I had a very close relationship with him, just like my pops in in England who lives in Kent. So I've got two pops. They are called Pupurji, but I call them pops because I've always called them pops. And I'm very, very close to pops in London. And I call him my second dad. And I've also considered also Pops in India, like my dad as well. Very beautiful soul, beautiful gentleman, beautiful love between uh, himself and my boa, his wife. You know, one of those couples that have pure adoration and pure love and can't live without each other. That, they are that kind of couple. <laughs> and last week we had news that he passed away in his sleep. Just like that. Nothing wrong with him. Nothing at all. He, he was at a party till 11 o'clock at night. And then he woke up. He had pain in his chest. But not like my poor says it wasn't like the kind of pain you think, oh, my God, he's having a heart attack. He just went, I've got a bit of a pain in my chest. You know, I have, pain, I have pains in my ribs and chest all the time. And so she gave him some aspirin and uh, he went back to bed. And this is the cute part. Normally, you know how older couples always sleep apart. Well, they sleep apart as well. And, you know, Borgie's in one bed, Pupaji's in another bed because he snores. I think that's the biggest problem between husbands and wives, right, is the, the snoring scenario. So she goes, he took the, the medicine, had some water, and he came and lay next to her. Can you believe that? And that's not normal. And then a few hours later, she goes, I shook him. Well, turned around to say, are you OK? He didn't answer. Then she shook him. Are you OK? How are you feeling? And no answer. And uh, he'd gone, he'd, he'd, he'd passed away. And why am I telling you this? Because just thinking about how short life can be, it's made me realise on this date that Mina Gomadi sent me on that life really is too short. And what the hell have I been doing? Why, why have I not done this before? Loving me embracing me, being kind to me. And so on the back of losing Pops, I've made a promise to myself that, you know, who knows how long you got. You could be, nobody knows. We only, we only know one thing when we're born and every day we get to live and we die only once. You've all already heard that saying right so I've promised myself I want to try and connect with as many people in my life that I haven't connected with in the last few decades they're all around there we all know of each other we message each other sporadically you get the forwards from them at Christmas and happy new year because you're in their phone list and they they so they they acknowledge the fact that you are in their life but do you contact them no you don't do you keep connections with them? No, you don't. These are cousins. These are friends. These are relatives. These are people from the past. And so I've decided I'm going to start connecting with these people once a week. You know, some of them I can't get to because they're in different countries and stuff like that. So even if I can't, then maybe like reach out to them on on phone or something, you know, and physically have a, a conversation with them. Because at least when I die, at least I know that I tried my best to to connect with these people and get to know them and let them know that I'm here as a person in their life. And if I ever can be of any service to them, then let me know. And, you know, just I know it sounds a little bit far fetched there, but there are a lot of cousins that all the time you say, oh, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll meet, we'll meet. We'd never do. And another one of my really close friends said, when she was paying her condolences to me for my pops, she said that, you know, when we go to funerals, all of us say, you know, we should, we should start meeting a lot more. You know, we only meet at funerals. We should start connecting with each other. Life is too short. We should keep in contact. But do we? We don't. I've said it a million times at all these funerals. And I've got to say that funerals are not in any bad way, shape or form. 
funerals are becoming a habit in my life now. Funerals happen so much in my life that it's like going to a wedding or a birthday party, honestly. But I do always make a point of going to show my love and respect to the person that has passed. Even sometimes if I don't know the person that has passed, but I know the person that's connected to the past person, then I will still go, you know? So, guys, I don't need, I didn't I didn't plan this podcast. I didn't know I was going to make it Amina Kamadi one. <laughs> but it just kind of happened. But what's the takeaway from this one? The takeaway is honestly life truly is too short and we don't love ourselves enough and we don't give ourselves enough time and we don't kind of connect with ourselves. And going on this date has changed my life. Mina Kamadi has changed my life and you know <laughs> As much tarif I do as my shrinky friend is how much tarif I'm doing for this young lady, Mina Kamari, who I am blown away with, with the resilience of this woman and um, what she's doing um, post losing her husband and now is widowed at a very young age. I mean, what kind of age is, you know, just 50 to, to lose your husband and stuff. But she, she really has changed my life and my perspective on life and how I can conduct my life. And I'm so looking forward to so much more that she'll be presenting to me. <laughs> Some of it, <laughs> I'm a little bit like, oh my God, are you really going to make me do that? I mean, it will go, it will go as far as looking, yourself, looking at yourself naked in the mirror and, and other stuff. <laughs> she has warned me, but it's fine. I don't care. I actually am looking forward to embracing that. So guys, yeah, the takeaway is life is fucking short, mate. It's short and we don't know when you're going to die. You can be as healthy as fuck. You can be as healthy as you want. You can be the best bodybuilder in the world. You could be going to the gym three times a day. You could be having your protein shakes every day and eating protein only or doing your keto or doing, you know, vagera, vagera, vagera. You could be someone that's never had any illness in your life, like my pops. You could be someone that's riddled with illness. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, nobody knows when they're going to die. And But when people do know they're going to die, they start thinking, oh, I wish I'd done this, 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 this. But my pops will never have regretted his life. I know for sure and all of his family know for sure that this man lived his life to the max. There's nothing that this man hasn't done. There's, he's, he played golf every day. He went to army mess every day. He was a pilot. He worked for the Indian Air Force. Uh, he was a jolly man. He went to parties. He ate what he wanted. He did what he wanted. He joked around with my other pops. He made everyone's life really, really happy. And I'm sure that, you know, if he's listening right now, he knows that he's had an amazing life. And that's what I want to do now because I haven't had an amazing life. But from now on, I can make it amazing. And that's what I intend to do in all sorts of ways. And I will piss people off. Some people won't understand what I'm doing. They might think I'm becoming selfish and living life for me. But you know what? I couldn't give a shit because it's my life and I'm going to live it how I want. So Mina Gamari, you are amazing. Thank you so much for changing my life. And I look forward to more sessions with you. And, and if you want to look her up, people, www.minakumari.com M-I-N-A-K-U-M-A-R-A.com I'm not sure if she's got a contact number on there but if you do want a contact number uh, no problem at all contact me on my social medias uh, which are the Instagram the Facebook the TikTok uh, and all Vagera Vagera and um, that Twitter Twitter's become X hasn't it but I'm not really on Twitter and email uh, the journal of Missy D at gmail.com. I will always reply. And honestly, if you fancy getting out of the rut and getting out the same old, same old, same old, and you want a refreshment in life, you want life to be refreshed and revamped and resumed, then you want Mina Gamadi, honestly. So take care, be good, and I will catch you on the next episode of the Journal of Missy D 3.0.
ACD. 